I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. I am joined by one of my favourite comedians in the world. It's Stephen Bailey. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, babe, I feel like we just had a bit of a catch-up in part one, so I'm yeah. sorry if anyone felt like it had no structure. Um, I, I, I do think... Right, I will get down to the nitty-gritty of this now. I really I promise. Um, you had some pretty big career highlights over the last couple of years. Um, I mean... T- tell me about your last year professionally. I would say, I would say it was like maybe the last two years only mm. because of the pandemic, you know. Mm. Um, but, you know, I've been going 10 years. So I started in 2011. Yeah. So it's like... Very similar next- to me then. Very yeah. similar. And at first I didn't want to be a comedian. So I moved to London, worked behind the scenes in TV and I really wanted to be a TV presenter because I used to love Holly Willoughby on the extra factor. Do you Who remember didn't? when she did that? Who yeah. didn't? She was an icon. And she was so good in it. I was like, she just looks like she's having the best time. <laughs> God knows what it was like off camera, but on camera, she was selling it to me. I was like, oh, what a bit of that. So I moved to London and just nothing was happening. Obviously, I'm not a tall girl, just a model. But, you know, I just, I don't. And, uh, but some of them, they were like, you know, well, what's your skill set? And I was like, well, I'm very charming and I can speak French. And they're like, well, you're going to present in French. And I was like, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was all very much like, so, so, and someone said to me, you should do comedy, you should do comedy. And my response was, you should do bloody comedy. I'm not doing it. Um, and then I thought about it for a year, which was too long. And I started it and you go and you're going, you're always fighting. And sometimes I feel like I talked to my boyfriend, I know she's about this, and he's very you know, logical in his thinking, whereas I'm, I've watched every episode of Charmed several times. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm a bit over there with it. And um, I was like, you've just got to keep going, keep going. So I did a gig. I just did a gig in a room above a pub, open mic night. There was about eight people, but I absolutely smashed it. Yes. And then I died on my ass for two years. Because <laughs> I thought beginner's luck would just come back. Yeah. And so I really worked hard at it. And then, um, yeah, so in the past couple of years, great things happened. So it was um, presenting Slabs on the Farm, which was amazing. Uh-huh. Presenting to Keshe's Castle, which is like this cult. I remember I watched it. I watched that when I was at uni. Yeah. Eating a kebab shit face. Yeah. 
I hope we can say shit face. Oh, you can say anything you want, mate. It's my yeah. podcast. Um, I did, I presented, uh, I voiced an episode of that with Roman Kemp once. It's hilarious, isn't it, mate? Yeah, so that's how I got the job because yeah. I did it with Roman as well. Yeah. And then they were like, next series. <laughs> and then, um, so then I did live at the Apollo, which was, that is like obviously the stand up show. So that, because I always it felt like. your time on Comedy Central. It's, it's, it's such a great place for new, like exciting comedians to get showcased. I love that. Yeah. And it's just, it is good because you go in, it allows you to sell a tour then, which is all we really want to do. Um, and I found it really hard for a while because I just got the entertainment break earlier on. And one of my first shows was with you, yeah. which was It's Not Me, It's You. <laughs> and um, But even that came away a funny way to me because someone who I'd worked in production with when I worked behind the scenes was like, we're doing a run through for this new Channel 5 show. Like, we just need some comedians. So I'm going to get you in. Be about 100 quid just for your time. You won't be booked on the show because we've got a budget for like good names. And I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> that's what they said. And you know what, Stephen? We had budget for that show. Like, yeah, we had. And I was like, I was sitting next to people thinking, "Fucking don't lose your shit," but you're sitting next to like Rob Delaney and like calm yourself down. But you're sitting next to Sally Lindsay. Like we were like, yeah. and like you know, and like Kelly Brook and Eamon Holmes. And I was like, oh my god. So yeah, like I hope they paid you for your time well in the end. Well, I'm telling you. Well, so we did this run through, and it was Eamon was obviously there at the run through because I think he wanted to stay on his own show, and I did it. And afterwards, he. And it was just like me and a load of other unknown comedians, really. And um, he grabbed me and I was like, oh, my God, because I, I talk so much. Like, what did I... I didn't have a lot of experience in it. And Eamon was like, how do we not know you? And I was like, oh, what do you mean? He's like, you're so fantastic. Da, da, da. And I was like, oh. He's like, I'm going to get you on this show. I'm going to get you on this show. And then the next day, his agent emailed me. <gasps> yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God. And then I got a call being like, yeah, you're going to do two episodes of this show. And I was like, <laughs> and it was like, and it was, I was like, oh, this such, but all the, you know, the devil wear Prada vibes of our industry. Uh-huh. I was like, there's so many good people. So it's like, that was a first thing for me. And then I did um, Zoe Ball's ITV show, which was on a Saturday morning before the BBC rudely robbed her. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I remember doing that and they said to me, right, we're going to give you one episode that's it <laughs> I went on I just got on I think I did a good job but, you must um, do got on really well with Zoe and then I got a phone call be like can you send us all the dates you can do this year and it's like <laughs> things like that so what I've always found is going oh if you put me in a position like you know I worked at Sainsbury's for six years before all this nonsense <laughs> you know I worked at JJB Sports when that was around on the footwear department JJB. I worked at a call centre in a chippy in a corner shop like <laughs> I like people and I'm very appreciative that this is a job and so whenever I go in I always think I'll be professional I'll be nice to people and I'll make them laugh and that's all you should have to do and that's always worked well in my favour I think no absolutely has but like I'm so like I agree with you like there is a lot of people who you know it, it will assume this industry is like very fierce and loads of backbiting and people just looking after their own best interests but i love the fact that Eamon holmes was so pivotal in your in your origin story like he is one of the nicest men i've ever met like in this industry or not and there is good eggs to be yeah, seen so everywhere nice. within like whatever industry you're in and it's like um even sat- so i met sally lindsay on that show i was on the same with who I love, and it was like, turns out like her dad grew up where my dad grew up, like we got, when we got chatting, 
And so then it's like, so then she's helped me like with the scripted side of things. But it is one of those where it's like, oh, when you meet the good people. And it took me years to find like the right agent. I have like this amazing agent now. Um, and it's like, because she gets, I think sometimes in our industry, ambition can be a dirty word. And she loves that I'm ambitious. She really champions it. She understands where I'm coming from. Like I also work with a local theatre where I'm from because it gets no arts council funding. It's just like on this council estate, in the northwest, so obviously it's not like highbrow, so it's <laughs> and um, but it's like ran by the community for the community. So I've really got behind that, became the president of it, support that to drive some attention back to it. So, she, um, so I found like this agent that supports that, and what I found is going just find good people, be that Eamon Holmes, your agent, <laughs> your <Zoe> boyfriend, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But then you know, it's it's all about finding the good eggs. But I think you find them a lot better when you are a good egg yourself. Again, I'm talking about like attracting that energy, being mm. the, like the things you want. Like my life didn't start going well, and good things didn't start coming to me till I fucking leveled up. You know, yeah. till I started being nicer, till I started being kinder, till I worked on myself. So yeah, meeting good eggs is great, Stephen. And I think you probably have got to where you got to because you've met some really nice people and been lucky, but you've met them and made an impression because you're a fucking good egg. So don't ever doubt yourself and don't Thank underestimate you. yourself either. Yeah. You're welcome. I tell you, I, and I love speaking to people like about it. Like, so I love that we're having this chat. I love when I have my little chats when I've had them with Eamon in the past and like Zoe Ball. And, do you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm texting Zoe Ball and I get proper <laughs> chufties. Do you have chufties in the North East? Like chufties. Wait, I, I'm... Yeah. I still, like, like I'm probably going on for something like 11 years in this industry now, maybe it's 12. And I, this is terrifying. Um, but I still cannot believe my luck. And it's an element of imposter syndrome, but like also like just an element of me being this like little girl from Newcastle who was always obsessed with TV and this industry. And like, I'll just be at the NTA sometimes and I'll just go completely like rigid because I'm like, scope's there. And I've sat on the sofa yeah. with scope, like, you know, I know I, I've chatted to him loads, but I'm still like, ah, it's Holly You scope. and Fern McCann have my dream job when you crop up on this morning doing the I'm a celeb <laughs> stuff. I'm like, oh, get rid of those two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always joking. But um yeah, I, I think it it's it's so it's so I think it's so important to remember where you're from. I talk, so I'm currently on tour with Catherine Ryan, as in I'm opening for her on her tour. It's of her course, tour. of um, course. But God, mate, like but, that's gotta be a career highlight as well. Like I'm obsessed with Catherine, she's fine. I'm obsessed with her, but she's such a good I mean, she'll kill me for calling her a mentor, but she's such a good mentor. Do you know, it's like, right, save all your questions when you get to her. I feel like, what would you do in this situation? What would you do? It's so nice just having someone that, A, you admire yeah. and look up to, but that also, like, think you're good and respects you and enjoys your company where you go, I don't know what to do in this. What would you do? And, like, you've got someone that's been through it. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Like, having a mentor, how did you come to that decision? Because... It's something my life coach has encouraged me to do for years is is find a mentor, someone within my industry who has had like a career I admire, has done stuff I aspire to do myself. And like, I'm, I'm working on finding one at the moment, but like, I feel really nervous about asking someone like, how do you go up to someone like Amanda Holden or fucking like Davina on call and be like, we don't know each other that well, but I really want you to be my mentor. Like, it's such a personal thing. Like, I'm so embarrassed to do it. So... No, 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 no. I ask people for everything. I think if you're at the, 
I really do. It's good because it's like every, other jobs in the world. Like if you if you work in a bank, you get trained how to work in the bank. When I worked at Sainsbury's, you got checkout trained and you got trained on even how to like stack a shelf. Like you got trained for everything. We don't have that in this business. It's kind of like go keep doing it till you figure it out. So you have to ask the people. And normally, what I find is going. So when I talk to Catherine, her mentor is Jimmy Carr. Oh my god, that that makes sense. Yeah, and so it's like, so it's like everyone has one. Everyone's had, you know. I don't know if they're always as official as being the mentor, but yeah. it's like I have people. You know, I text Zoe Ball, being like, I don't know what's about this. Like someone said this about oh, my northern you, accent. Yours are so great. You've got, you've nailed this. But like, you have the contacts. You just need to text them and go, oh, can I get some advice? Like Eamon, I like, I still text Eamon now, like being like, do you have any advice on this? Like. When I was changing agent, I was like, do you have any, who do you want to speak to? What should one be looking for? I need to do that. I think it's so important. Who would your dream mentor be? Okay, so, um, shit, now you're really up. But then I think I've mentioned them. Like, I'm like, I love Amanda Holden. Like, I think everything she, she looks unreal. Like, she has managed to achieve so much. People doubted her, but look where she is now. I think she's funny, authentic. She's never changed herself. No. I'm obsessed with her so I feel like and I mean she's gorgeous as well isn't she like just fuck off Amanda you're unreal so I feel like she would be my dream or Davina McCall like and they're both like you know if 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 my mentor was someone super clean cut I'd kind of think ah what you playing at Vic like you aren't that person like you've got a grazed knee you've got a bad chapter you've got and I think those ladies can could understand that so yeah I reckon they would be my dream ones like I think they'd be absolutely perfect you just have to reach out to them I'm scared I'm scared don't well what does fear get you god damn nothing because (laughs) that happens god damn nothing I did a show with Amanda Holden last year was it insane it was amazing Mm. She was so kind. She was so supportive. I bet she was. I, I got to speak to her about business. She gave me her number. She saved me as in. My, her, she saved her in my phone as Dame Mandy. No. I nearly gay died. Nearly gay died. <laughs> and um, yeah, but I would love. Do you know who I would love to be like my mentor? Is like Philip and Holly. You, I'd love you to have them. You're so greedy. You can't have Hold both. On. For the presenting side and then oh, keep Catherine for the comedy. <laughs> you are really greedy. Uh, ask no. for what you want. You said ask for what you want in 2022. <laughs> I want Phil and Holly. <laughs> Good for you, mate. Fucking shy bands getting out. I'm living for this. You fired me up. I might drop into Amanda's DMs after this. You must. You I'm must. Scared. I'm scared. Okay, I have, have, have the back of my knees are sweating. Do it now. Steven. Do it now while we're doing no, the podcast. No, Do it now. I can't. Just say, hi, Amanda. Would you mind if I ask you a question, please, babe? Do it now. Do it now. I can't. It'll be I, such a the moment. The back of my knees are sweating. Let me get through this podcast and then I'll okay, do it. Okay, okay, I swear. I we'll win a podcast award. <laughs> right. I am. Um, I loved one of my favorite things you've done was the farm. I uh, absolutely loved that. I thought like it was honestly, you've had some amazing people on it as well. Who's been your fave? I know you shouldn't have favorites, but <laughs> I, <do. laughs> I love that. I loved, I really, it is different for different reasons. It is a bit of a cheat. My favorite is Cheryl Hole. From RuPaul's Drag Race. We've had her on here, Stephen. She yeah. was amazing. Like, I'm not surprised. Because she just really cracked on. She's very good at, you know, she's a professional. She got into it. She knew the 
she knew the mission. Yeah. Um, she understood thing, the assignment. She understood the assignment. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's not... What I've loved about Slabs on the Farm is, especially when I did Series 1, it was like a big thing for me. And I was like, oh, God. Like, how's everyone going to behave? Like, you hear the story. This broad done really anything. You've obviously heard stories when people go, oh, my God, did this reality show and this person's a nightmare and this person's a Yeah, yeah. It would have I mean, been much nicer if these four hadn't been into it. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so nervous. And everyone was so nice on every series we've done where I was like, how have we got so goddamn lucky? And part of me goes, I think that's because me and the farmer are nice. Yeah. I think got me it. and farmer Chris get on. You know, the fish rots from the head down. <laughs> and I think we set a good precedent. And I always said with Slabs on the Farm, I would rather it be a comedy series than one where it's like, let's get them to argue. Like, I'd rather us like be laughing because it's so, like, it's Kerry Katona chasing after pigs falling in pig shit. That's funny. Like, it shouldn't be much more. Do you know what I mean? Um, and what I've loved about it, sometimes one of those things again, where it's like, oh, I don't think it necessarily gets the attention it deserves, you know, we, because it's, we don't, it's not just celebs on a farm, which I think people is, it's, you know, we've had com- conversations about like queer rights, like Cheryl was very big about talking about being like, people think I can't do this just because I'm a drag queen, you know, you know, um, there's a lot of suicide within the farming community. So we've had conversations like that mm-hmm. with Kerry Katona and, you know, things like that. And I was like, it's all those things that I think make it really special that then get it to be broken up with people falling in good shit to not make it too heavy. Um, <laughs> Again, but yeah, I Stephen, light and shade in life. Light and, and shade. I, honestly, we had Gleb from Dancing with the Stars uh-huh. on series one, Gleb Savchenko. Ooh. Oh my God, I've never seen anything like it in my life. I was upset. I just feel like I swooned. For the whole time we were there. Can I Google Gleb? I feel yeah. like I need to right now. So yeah, I can he's jump absolutely. I'm going to Google no him as well. Just be able to spend his spell his second name. So I hope this comes up. Sven. Such a nice man, honest to God as well. Like really kind man. There's no way that's how you spell that, is there? Fuck yeah. off. Oh. Look how he's, gorgeous he is. He's, he's, he's unreal, mate. Ah, is what is he like? Italian, Russian? I think he's Russian. Oh, he's unreal. Done in, absolutely. So that's what I've liked, and what I've always liked is, but our farmer first came on, who's a real farmer, farmer Chris. Chris, He'd say, um, you know, there's so much more to the farming community. Like everyone gets on in the countryside. It's about being a community. And I used to think, oh God, wait for this coach load to arrive. It's a nightmare. <laughs> but it, the, it was like nature and animals really brought people together. And it's not as hard as doing the jungle yeah. or Celeb SAS. It's not like that. Like you get a dinner break, you get to go back to your caravan and have a poo. Do you know, like it's all right. <laughs> it's all all right. <laughs> <laughs> but then um, I think, so, I mean, obviously, I've not, I've not done it, but like, I adore reality TV, and it's one up there, one of my favorite ones, and all the rest of it. I think there's enough anger and hate and bitterness in the world. Like, if you just have to turn on the TV and what everything we're all going through, everything we're all feeling at the moment, it's reflected on the news. Like, there, there's just enough hate, and I want when I watch TV and I don't, everyone's different, but when I want to, when I watch TV, I want to be inspired and I want to be uplifted and I want to laugh. Like I want an escape. 
I want an escape. So I think it's the perfect form of entertainment for that reason. Like, you know, Kerry Katona covered in pig shit. Who's what's not to love? Like feeling like people are breaking molds again. What's not to love? So yeah, for that reason, I feel like it is. I'm rooting for people like Kerry really got into it and was very open about like, you know, she's had tough times, etc. And, um, you end up really rooting for these people. I mean, yeah. I cry every series. Happy oh, I cry. cry. I cry ev- everything I watch, Stephen, yeah. so that's not new. I'm an empath. After, me too. After the like the finale of the first series, I was in floods of tears and I said to our executive producer, I was like, am I the most unprofessional person in TV? And he was like, no, you're why we make TV. And then I cried even more. Oh, I love him. No, that's too much, mate. But yeah, like I remember Kerry, um, she told me like we'd not long done SAS when mm. she went and did the farm after. Yeah. And we, we're all, you know, these WhatsApp groups are starting that and like you, the, I've had one for the, yeah, I've had one for the jungle. If uh, Back in the day, we probably had one for Geordie Shaw, I forget, you know. But um, after a while, they just fizzled, but we were still really active on it at the time. And she was like, I've only gone and won the farm. Yeah. And she was so proud of herself and like... I love Kerry. I feel like she wears a heart on her sleeve. She's a really nice girl. So, yeah, so I remember thinking, like, good for you, lass. And she was so over the moon. So, obviously, like, it must just be that lovely, really warm-hearted show that makes everybody feel good. Yeah, and it's like that on the ground as well. You know, like, everyone has a glass of wine together at the end of the night in the barn. And, (laughs) you know, I love all that stuff, me. Like, I I must say, I've been really lucky with some of the shows I've done. There's not one where... Because I remember when I was going to do Celebrity Coach Trip... And I'd watched a previous season and there was yeah. a lot of aggravation. Aye. I think it, can it might be. be yours. Yeah, do you know what? There can be, mate. There can be a bit of ag. Like, ours wasn't too bad, but there was yeah. still some fireworks. Like, we didn't really have any fireworks and it was like such the comedy series. And I remember thinking, apart from those goddamn hours, that was long days. <laughs> Honestly, I always feel like such a dick whenever I go to say something that sounds ungrateful about my job because I know I live a very charmed existence. It's what I've wanted my whole life. I'm really, really appreciative. However, every so often you get a job and you think, fuck me, I didn't know this. I didn't know it was going to be like this. And Coach Trip is one of them jobs. Like you watch it on the telly and you're like, this is hilarious. Like look at them doing paddleboarding. Look at them like playing with the clay pots. I swear to God, working till about like two o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock most mornings and having it to get up if you want to be like camera ready and look half decent at around six, seven is like no laughing matter for 10 days straight. I really found it hard. And I t- I say that to everyone who asks about it since like Matt Richardson's just gone and done it, hasn't he? Yeah. And he was saying to me, what's it like? And I was like, it's not a cakewalk. Don't expect it to be a DOS. Like it's fun, but it's graft kid. And uh, he was like, all right, okay. You know? And honestly, like, I'm so pleased you've said the same, Stephen, because I feel like a yeah. Yeah. A real whinge saying that. I think this is where you get away with like where it's good to be a camp gay man. Because like, I'd go up and just go, please, can I have my croissant off camera? Please, can I have my croissant off camera? And they'd be like, all right, this mark. Because you were funny yesterday, you can have your croissant off camera. <laughs> like, I'd be making little deals with them. Please don't make me have my croissant on camera. <laughs> I can't believe that's so high on your list of priorities, Stephen. <laughs> And um, I remember I did this show on Channel 5 called Celebrity 5 Go Camping and it was me, Michelle Collins, Joe Swash, Bobby Davro and Cheryl from Book Spears and then um, Joe 
had to go for another job. So then he was replaced by Tim Vincent and we were camping for three weeks. And, um, that is the reality TV lineup of dreams, by the way. Isn't Can it? I I was like, at one point I was like, I'm sat in a hot tub with Joe Swash, <laughs> Cindy Beale, Cindy goddamn Beale, <laughs> Cheryl from Eurovision and goddamn Bobby Davro. What has my life become? What has my life become? I'm only five-year-old me could say is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, and we had. If you threw in Tanya from Football as Wives, that would be a fucking dream. Oh my god, Mrs. Tanya Turner. (laughs) I love Mrs. Tanya Turner. Yeah. And um, do you remember when she shagged Frank to death? She shagged him to death. (laughs) Um, I forgot. And she was like on top of him, like, Frank? Frank? Yeah. As if it was an accident. I would love to do an episode of that if it ever came back. Oh, my God. And bad girls. Bad girls. There's a new show started on Sky, and I was on Sunday brunch with one of the lasses, um, who she was from Derry Girls. Um, oh, yeah. And she's gone to do it now. It's called Screw. And I get major bad girls vibes from it, oh. but obviously a more updated version. So you want to get on that. Definitely. I love yeah. all this for us. I really do. Um, <laughs> it's coming back. But I remember doing, like, the the... the the camping one, and one day it was really raining, and I was like, I don't want to be in a tent. So I was like, wouldn't it be funnier for the show if we just, like, ran away and broke into a lodge? <laughs> Look at you, putting your producer hat on. Yeah. Your yeah. I love it. But then they were like, yeah, right. And then everyone was loving me because, like, we had a hot tub and champagne. It was like, you're not supposed to be in the hot tub. And we were like, well, okay, sirrah, sirrah. And it was, like, better for TV. It was so... had such funny times when you think about it. And, like... If um, Michelle ever got a bit like, you know, I need a proper toilet, or I'd be like, oh, Cindy Beale's risen from the dead. Um, <laughs> so good. Oh, babe. I was going to ask you what your best showbiz story was, but I don't think there's any chance we can top you sitting in a hot tub with those ones. I really don't think we can. I met Cheryl Cole at the Aptitude Awards. I thought I was going to die. Oh, babe, honestly, I got, when I won, after I won the jungle, I got, to do a lot of exciting things that, you know, I just thought were going to last forever. But in retrospect, I see I was right to have appreciated them and taken every, every opportunity yeah. as they came. Yeah. And one of them was I got invited to the X Factor final. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, and I uh, was just walking to my seat and it was the break. I'd gone to get a drink. And um, I know, and it, the warm up, the warm up guy, uh, Roycey, who sadly passed away now, was saying like, um, "Oh, we've got some amazing guests in the audience tonight. We've got this year's Queen of the Jungle, Vicky Patterson." Everyone's like, "Ooh!" And Cheryl stood up, got the mic off him, and went, "Do you mean to tell me my Queen of the Jungle's here and she hasn't come to say hello?" <gasps> I would have died, I died, did. died, I died. Did. died. I did. I was like, Roycey was like, well, come to the stage. I fucking ran to the stage so fast, mate. I'd had a little bottle of wine. I'd just gone and got me drinking you know, all the mini ones. And I was standing on stage with this little bottle of wine with Cheryl. And I was like, I brought me bottle of wine. I was so nervous, Cheryl. I didn't put me bottle of wine down. Do you want a drink? And she was like, no, I'm working, pet. Like, she was just so lovely to me. And like, oh, my. so I, kind, I, considering I, I was always obviously think fucking it up. now... Do you know, because she's, like, she's obviously had her baby and she's taken a step back and stuff like that, but she's still cropping up here and there. I'm always like, oh, please crop up on the same panel as me, please. <laughs> she's just beyond beautiful. Like every time, like even in real life, like I remember, I remember standing next to her and feeling like this. And I know I sh- you shouldn't compare yourself to anyone else, but I remember standing next to her and just feeling like this giant ogre next to her. She's so petite and stunning. I was like, I, I love you. So yeah. Much. <laughs> yeah. Whispering it in her ear. 
Yeah, just making it really weird for the entire Wembley Stadium. <laughs> Angels themselves made you. <laughs> you broke the mould when they made you. Show. Yeah. <laughs> Babe, I've absolutely loved talking to you. Thank you so much. Before you go, I'm sure that everyone has absolutely adored listening to you, Stephen. Where can they catch you next if they want to see more? Oh my God. So like I say, I'm tour supporting Catherine Ryan on her yeah. tour. So buy tickets to Catherine's show if there's any left. <laughs> um, I've got a BBC Radio 4 special, which is very fancy for me. I was going to say, how highbrow are you, know, so, They were like, it's on at six o'clock. Don't be a usual self. And I was like, okay, I can figure that Brilliant. out. Brilliant. Um, Such great advice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's on on the 1st of May. And I'm doing the Leicester Comedy Festival in February. Amazing, babe. Well, I'm sure I will be coming to at least one of those things because I've missed you. Come to Catherine's, you get two for one. Oh, for, honestly, I would absolutely love to, mate. I'm sure I could can sneak me in somewhere. Um, here at Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2, before our gorgeous guests go, we like to leave our lovely listeners with a kind of, a little tidbit, a little pearl of wisdom. Um, and it's obvious when I'm chatting to you that you are so much more than what anybody wants to pigeonhole you as. You have fought to be seen as something different. You have worked hard to break that mold. So I want to know what your secret is to breaking the mold. I think you've just got to keep dancing to your own drum. And I don't really know how to explain how to do that, except <laughs> whenever I feel like I do need to do it, I play like early noughties music. I play Kelly Clarkson Breakaway. I play um, What Dreams Are Made Of from the Lizzie McGuire movie. And I just remember that <laughs> you don't have to do it the same way. Like, you don't have to do it just because everyone else is doing it this way. Like, other comedians were like, let's do Mock the Week. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it's like, I'm going to go and do Celebrity Big Brother's Bit on the Side. It's not me, it's you. Channel's like, you know. And, and you meet in the middle. So I just think, write your own rules. And my biggest example of that is I always think about Nicola Roberts she was underrated and then we shoved a mask on her and we were like who's this Gordon Siren uh-huh. <laughs> giving a fellow ginger a shout out there as well yeah, Stephen I love always. it still, even, you might have them highlights but you're still flying the flag son <laughs> always still yeah. got ginger eyebrows <laughs> but that's so true like and I always say this and it's a horrible saying so I really do need to find a new way of saying it but there's more than one way to skin a cat yeah like true there's so many, you think if you want to achieve, you have to do a certain thing or be a certain way. Actually, like, just be kind, do what feels right for you, respect other people, and, and, and you'll get there. And I, I truly am, there's not many people I'm happier to see in this industry succeed than you, mate. Oh, thank you. I would say as well, as well, it's like, I love proving people wrong. So yeah. when I was like, Dad, I've quit my job and I'm going to be a full-time comedian. He was like, we don't have the financial support. We're not one of these Oxbridge people. We can't support you. Like, If you can't pay your way, you can't do it. And then when I um, bought my first and only house, I was like, father, anything to say? And he was like, all right, maybe you were right. So let me get this straight as well. We're going to say, like, breaking the break mold, is, it's hugely fueled by spite. I love spite. that. Spite. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Be a spiteful little cow. <laughs> no, I've got, I, I'm an element of that as well, mate. So good for you, whatever works. Stephen, I can't wait to see what you achieve in 2022, mate. Yeah, oh, thanks. thank you. Thanks for having me. What a nice way to see you in person soon, Steve. I know, 110%, lad. Well, I'll get on to Catherine. I'll see if I can yeah. get some tickets for something, Dude. mate. <laughs> love you. Love you. 
Well, everybody, that was Stephen Bailey. Oh, my God, it's absolutely so good to catch up with him and chat to him. We've been trying to get him on for ages, but he is such a busy man. Um, if you do want to hear more of Stephen, as he mentioned, he's on tour with Catherine Ryan at the moment. I don't know if you can get tickets for that. I reckon it'll be a blinding night because she's a mega babe as well. Um, there we have it, guys. Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. If you are loving the series and this episode, please do all the podcasty things. Leave a review, tell your mates, and help us get our lovely little podcast to grow I see everyone getting nominated for these like fancy podcast awards and I think why the hell am I not getting nominated for those awards that is me goal for 2022 let's get Vicky Patterson The Secret 2 a fucking award eh love you guys have a great week Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.